0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fixing Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Overton, and I'm your host. It is technically Wednesday, April 6th, as we record this on YouTube. Live on YouTube, 1 p.m. every single day. 1 p.m. Eastern, every single day, for the rest of eternity. Um, you can come join us. If you're joining us now, hit the like button subscribe hit the alert button you'll know when we go live if we have emergency podcast of course we'll have tons of draft content continue continuing to come your way but today we're going to do win totals with tyler sullivan aka sully what's up buddy what's going on how you doing i'm doing good um you know i was watching so and if you're listening to the podcast it's thursday april 7th hello friends the masters are underway Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Sully.
1: Great. Um, it's gonna be good we go.
0: We're like hurtling towards vacation. We got the Masters on. Carolina just got daggered in the title game. <laughs> oh, man, I hate to see it. Um, I'm assuming, you know, I would never, you know, talk smack to like a you know figure of authority in the company about Carolina losing in the title game. But if, well, actually, I probably would. But if somebody, you know, if, if any of my bosses happen to hear the podcast and happen to, hear me continuing to mention that Carolina lost in the national championship game in heartbreaking and gut-wrenching, uh, fashion, like borderline 28, three fashion, uh, like the Falcon, like the Patriots over the Falcons, like 15 point, 15 point lead at halftime in the national championship game. And you lose that is absolutely gut-wrenching. Anyway, that's long in the past. The masters are here. We can quit talking about Carolina losing in the title game. Um, but while we're talking about the tournament, Shout out to Sean Quinlan for winning the CBS, the pick six podcast bracket um, and taking home the hundred dollar Paramount plus gift card. Congratulations. I would bet, Sully, that I finished dead last because I had my picks were terrible. My bracket was terrible.
1: Yeah, mine did not do particularly well at all. I think I was somewhat all right for like a, a minute and then it went all the shambles.
0: My, br- my brother-in-law, uh, Jay, had um my, like my wife's brother had uh, Carolina and Kansas in the finals. All right. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with him this weekend in uh, in I'm, I'm
1: sure you won't hear about that at all. Oh,
0: he's not a Carolina fan. I'll, I'll happily let him buy me beers. Um, should probably tell Debo that I'm leaving on Friday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk some wind turtles. You have a story up on com. Where you break down the best value win totals after they were released by Caesars, and it's worth noting that these win totals are probably going to fluctuate pretty wildly between now and um, Have they announced the schedule release? Are they could going
1: to do it after the draft again. It's probably after the draft. That would super annoying. They're going to They're going to find that dead zone after the draft, probably right around OTAs and minicamp, and do something there. Probably it's
0: It's super annoying. Like, they they oh you know what they did, they pushed it back because of COVID, and then they were like oh my god we're just going to push this back permanently because we get to see it's May thirteenth twenty twenty one was when they released it last time, in other words it's okay another all the staff hype died down let's steal another two weeks of of, of everyone else's time by releasing the schedule um I, you know it is what it is you know, you know now we've got. Oh, Dominic in the chat says it's May tenth schedule release. There you go.
1: Um, yeah, early uh, birthday gift. Yeah, is that your birthday? Uh, May May eleventh.
0: Uh, May eleventh. There you go. Yeah,
1: it's um, very, very exciting.
0: It's look the NFL has you know it used to be they would just send out like an email. It's like here's the schedule. Then it, then it became a three hour. Then it became a three hour schedule show. And it. it Anyway, the whole thing—the whole thing—is kind of annoying, but that's okay. Um, I'm seeing on NFL.com that they have not announced a date yet for the release, but it's likely to be a few weeks after the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, they, they, like we said, it's a prime time event now. They'll put it, you know, on NFL Network. They'll have and a they, whole show, and-, and
0: they do like a—it's either a Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday. They don't want to do. It's not you know, it's not like a Friday or anything like yeah. that. Um, so it's probably Tuesday or Wednesday, a couple of weeks after the after the draft. Uh, but but the point being is that when the schedule comes out and when players are drafted, and maybe not as much in this class because there's not an impact quarterback who would change a win total. Um, you know, there's you know like a if the Giants draft Evan Neal. And Kyle Hamilton, you could see maybe their total tick up half a half a half a game just because it feels like two impact guys at positions they need. So like we'll see some changes um when it when it uh you know, when it when it comes to that. But by and large, um, you know, I, I like these numbers are going to move
1: because yes, of this, they're, know, know, fluct- they're of course, they're going to fluctuate. And you're not you also have to throw in the fact that I know we've seen already like every trade imaginable this offseason, but that the draft is another opportunity where, player movement is going to happen, not just, you know, people being drafted, but there could be trades somewhere around the league that could shake things up as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And the thing about them coming out this early is that, you know, Caesars got them out. You can bet on them at Caesars. Um, they Everybody wants to be first to market because you're going to get action. People are going to talk. you. just know, like, you know, if you're the book that doesn't have the win totals out, nobody's referencing your sports book. Yeah. So there you go. All right let's uh let's talk about some of some of the ones with best our best bets our early values the ones that we like i'll let you go first sully because you're the guest somehow stuck in perpetuity joining this
1: podcast (laughs) happy to be out of a shift or something like do you like do you at least ask yeah no i i am i am ducking out like an hour early today so i'm I'm all right There we go there we go i'm doing all right right. so that's it's not too bad I, i like it but um you know, going for this, I had two teams mentioned in the in the draft and really in the in the piece, and it's really to highlight all of them. It's one of those, like here are all the win totals. Here's a couple of value plays. And I have a few more that I've kind of marinated on over the course of the uh, course of the week since it's come out, and we'll talk about all of them. But w- the two that I mentioned in the piece are the Cowboys over their ten and a half win total in the Jets under their five and a half win total. with, with Dallas, For me, I think a lot of people are kind of fading them a little bit. I've I've kind of listened and and read over the course of the week that Dallas might be one of those teams that goes under their win total. But I, I don't necessarily see it that way. They play the NFC North and the AFC South this year. They play in an NFC East where you're going to get multiple wins against the Giants and the Washington Commanders, in my opinion. You swept them last year, home and away. So you could conceivably see them, you know, five, you know, if they lose one to Philadelphia, five, six wins if they're able to sweep it again. And you're talking about facing an NFC an AFC South that includes the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and then an NFC South that also is gotten worse over the last few years when you're talking about obviously Detroit and Chicago. Green Bay's gotten worse, losing Devontae Adams. For me, the opponents that they're set to face, you could conceivably see them in double-digit wins and well over that, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't I don't mind it at all. I think, you know. Um,
1: and the last we, I checked, I thought it was plus money, too. It's like plus 100. You know, again, you, you're, you're... Let me, me double-check. Hold on. I'm um, pretty sure that's where it was.
0: It is annoying that the schedule isn't out, though, because it's like...
1: Well, it changes everything, too. I mean, you know, especially with a couple of these teams that we're going to be talking about here, a lot of them play Cleveland. And we hmm. don't know what the situation is going to be with Deshaun Watson. And, and if you're getting Cleveland in the first six weeks, well, that's a lot different yeah, than yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're getting Cleveland later in the year where they're probably going to have Deshaun Watson. So you don't right. necessarily know.
0: That's, that's a great point. I mean, like, if you have... If you have the Browns in, like, week 17, yeah, let's say week 15, mm-hmm. like, you feel pretty good that you're going to get to Sean Watson in week 15. Now, if he's spit it for the whole season. And also, that's why if if I think Caesars has, don't they have Cleveland up?
1: That's yeah, I believe good. it was, I can pull it up real quick. Hmm. I think have it, it's down now. Or at least in the piece that I had. Let me see.
0: Did we take a bunch of these down? I oh, know my control F just
1: isn't working. There we
0: go. I think the Browns They, they were, were not, nine and a half.
1: Yeah, they were, they, they were not. When, exactly. when they first opened.
0: I think what happened is they opened it at nine and a half and it got absolutely peppered. And they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, maybe we should keep this down. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, that, that's certainly a situation that warrants monitoring. Let me look at my first best bet. I look at their opponents because i mean like usually when i do the like i've always done the the win totals uh article i did i did it for a long time for dot com and you know you would go through and check the schedule and like i like i would run through and be like win loss win law you know like you run through and redo the schedule yourself oh, yeah. which is you can't do that without knowing um all right, my 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 first best bet does not play
1: the uh the browns but it's just, it's just something you have to factor in.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, the Packers. You
0: mentioned no Devontae Adams. Yes, that is a problem for the Green Bay Packers. Do I care? I don't. Am I asking myself random questions like the guy from Seinfeld? I, 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 you bet I am. Um, Kerry Ewells, by the way, played that played that guy, I believe. Um, the Packers still have Aaron Rodgers. Their win turtle is set at... 11 juice to the over minus 120. The under is plus 100. That's a ton of games. 11 is a lot of games, but in Matt LaFleur's three seasons with the Packers, they have won 13 games, 13 games, and 13 games. That's very good. Um, Devontae Adams matters. I don't think he matters to the point that I wouldn't believe the Packers would like. I think that so. If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and they add a receiver in the draft, and that receiver is above average even with the guys they have on their roster and I I think it's sort of being underplayed that Aaron Jones with the way that with, with, you know, with the way that they set up in terms of their offense, having Aaron Jones and having AJ Dillon, I think it's entirely feasible that you could line up Aaron Jones in the slot like 60% of the time uh, for the entire season and just turn him into basically like a short yardage receiver. You can motion him into the backfield. Dylan can be your primary back, you know, and like, you know, I mean, just take, basically you can take some of the burden off the wide receivers by incorporating Aaron Jones more to the
1: offense. especially right. You're, you're talking under- about having him in some sort of a Ty Montgomery type role in, in that offense
0: or Debo Samuel style. Right. Like, a, yeah, like a, like a more running back Debo Samuel version. Exactly. And so if you do that and you're a run heavy team, and your defense is uh, average to above average, which I, I think it should be. I mean, I know they lost, you know, Zadarius Smith, but they still have plenty of guys on defense. You know, you got Devontae Campbell, Rashawn Gary's taking big steps forward. Um, you know, Jair Alexander looks like one of the premier corners in football. So this is a this is still a, this is a team that like y- y- you lose Devontae Adams, and that's a big headline thing. And it matters, just like the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill. Like it matters, but I don't think that we should. Right off the Packers for being an elite team just because you lose Adams. Um, they they'll find ways to produce on offense. Aaron Rodgers' track record without Devontae Adams over the last two or three years is like unreal. He has better, he plays better without Adams. Maybe you can make the case he spreads it around more. Wh- whatever the case may be, this division is set up so well for the Packers to dominate. The Vikings have a first-year head coach, a first-year GM. Their defense looks like it's just not gonna be it, especially with Mike Zimmer gone. Will they score a ton of points? Yeah, of course, because you have Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. I mean, they're loaded, uh, you know, Adam Thielen. You know, they're loaded on on offense, but I don't think they're stopping the Packers once on defense. The Lions are still not there, and the Bears look like they're tearing everything down. Uh, You know, I would think, at minimum, the Packers win five division games. Does that seem fair?
1: Yeah, and and to kind of further off that point, I know Sharp Football uh, does their kind of um, strength of schedule, and they total it through the through the win, wins odds. They kind of you know formulate it that way, and they have the thirteenth easiest schedule in the NFL next sure. year in the Packers. So that's, I mean, your top ten. That's pretty, you know, just outside the top ten. That's pretty good for Green Bay, and, and I'm with you too. You know, obviously the Adams factor is something to take note of, but as we said to start the podcast too. There's still plenty of time for roster construction between now and the start of the season. Yeah. Obviously the NFL draft hasn't even happened yet. We could still see some movement. What if they, tra- what if they traded for DK Metcalf? Yep. You know, yep. like they give up or, two- or you're just talking about drafting like a or somebody yeah. along those lines of the draft.
0: Absolutely. Um, also. So let's say I'm going to give them five wins in the division. And if you really want to be conservative, you can say four. Um, I'm going to go five. They also have the jets and the giants at Lambeau field. I feel okay saying that they will win those two games. Yep, I, they could lose one, sure, but I, I don't think that that's likely. They also get the Pats at Lambeau Field. I mean, I really hate to suggest that the Patriots are—I f- like, don't want to call them a free
1: win. It's close, though. I mean, I mean, but that like that Pats team going to Lambeau—I don't. I would. I mean, that's Green Bay's is a favorite. second
0: point at least a
1: touchdown yeah. favorite in that game. Yeah, right? clearly,
0: clearly. Um, so you have so I mean, if we that's eight right there. And so you need to figure out a way to win four of at Washington, which I would, Green Bay will be favored in that game. Um, Dallas at Lambeau, 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 I can't even pronounce it today. Um, that's, that's going to be a close spread. I would think that Green Bay comes out ahead on that. And the Mike, Mike McCar- like Aaron Rodgers against Mike McCarthy's team in Lambeau field, little bit of double revenge factor. I, I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers the edge there um, at Miami at Philly. At Bills, Titans, Rams at home, and at Buccaneers. Now, those are not all easy games by any stretch of the imagination. But you have to win four of those, and you know we're talking contenders, right? In the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Rams, but they're all at home. Debo, would you expect that the Eagles or the Packers win the game in 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 uh, Lincoln at Lincoln Financial Field?
2: Uh, Packers, but. Past couple of uh, meetings have gone pretty well for the Eagles.
0: I'm not suggesting the Eagles can't win, but yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. Like it's fair to say that this line should be 11 and a half, maybe 12, with that division, with their two-time MVP, a lot of stability in the coaching spot. I I, I love the Packers over at 11, and I think it, I think it will I think it will close closer to 12.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's again again when you're talking about when you have one of the the back to back MVP. Uh, oh, sorry,
0: uh, somebody pointed out in the chat one of these games is in. London? Germany? No, Good the Bucs are in Germany.
1: Buccaneers are in Germany. Um, is it it's either Mexico or or no, I think Arizona's Mexican. in Mexico in Mexico. Um, but yes, you get an international game. So you you're throwing that into the mix as well, which is another thing to to point out here as well. You know, obviously we're talking about bye weeks and the schedule and all that. These international games could throw a wrench into things as well. If you're if you're playing these prime time games, then all of a sudden going, you know, in an entirely different country, what's that look like on the back end? All of that certainly factors factors into this as well.
0: Yeah, and and um, I wonder. I guess actually, the, so the Packers are going to lose one home game then. I would think, right, for the international trip.
1: Hmm. Possibly. Yeah, they
0: can't take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's if the Packers are the designated team that's going,
1: yes, would, yes, would, and they, they yes. home
0: game. I would bet um, that it is one of tennessee la or dallas because it does feel like and the, the sort of the buzz i've heard is that the nfl wants to really juice up these international games like they're sending the bucks to germany mm-hmm. and the packers to london like they, they're not going to i mean maybe it'll be a it could be a division game that's not as spicy but like if they're going to send aaron Rodgers and the packers to london like i think they'll want to send another big team over there and i guess that technically stinks for the Packers because they'll lose the home field advantage against a good team. But uh, I digress anyway. Yeah. Um, we're showing 11 and a half on your chart. Is it, I think it's 11, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it might've, it might've might changed since then, but when it's it opened, 11, it was probably 11.
0: 11 on Caesars. Anyway, I like the over on that one. What's uh? What's your next one?
1: And then, uh, like I said earlier, the under with the jets at five and a half, it's just the matter of the schedule. When, when you're talking about difficulty and strength of schedule, they have the second hardest schedule in the NFL next year again according to um to sharp football analysis and you know you just go down the list here I see maybe three winnable games at home Jaguars Bears and Lions but their other home opponents include the Bengals the Ravens then the Bills Dolphins Patriots you know Maybe they clip one against the Patriots or the Dolphins, but I don't see them winning much more than that. And when you talk about their road schedule, it's the Browns, Steelers, Broncos, Packers, Seahawks, Vikings. That's just a a gauntlet for this team that's still developing. And, you know, this is going to be an interesting, you know, tough, tough. They kind of got a tough draw here, too, because obviously your division opponents that you're playing, that's going to be set for the year. But typically you're supposed to play the – fourth but you know wherever you place in the division you'll play other teams as well they finished fourth in the AFC sort of the Denver Broncos but they are not a fourth place last place finisher this year going from 21 to 22 with Russell Wilson now so you're just talking about you know arguably a fir- another first place caliber team coming in and playing you and to me that's just a recipe for this team to, to not produce that many wins I don't I don't see them getting more than more than four or five at the most.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the other thing you're, you know, if you're banking on, oh, by the way, if I'm taking the Jets under, I'm actually waiting until after the draft to do it. Mm. Because uh, one, they've been linked to you know, multiple uh, high-profile wide receivers. They tried to trade for Tiger Hill. There's a bunk DK Metcalf rumor that got like that from Howard Eskin, which I, as Debo will tell you is truly one of the, uh, actually, is he reliable, Debo Esken, or is he just? I mean, he's he's a he's a pontificate. He's a
1: he's a blowhard for sure. What was the rumor again? Because he he is the rumor fair. was number ten for DK Metcalf,
0: which, which 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 by the way. The Seahawks would never do, and you know why the Seahawks would never do that because that was their draft pick. You're not going to give somebody number ten for Jamal Adams and then turn around and give them t- and then take ten back for DK Metcalf. Like
2: I would believe some things if it was Eagles related. This just like two random teams. No,
1: no. Well, well for me too. Wasn't it that the Jets didn't want to trade a first round pick for Tyree Kill, and then all of a sudden they want to do it for DK Metcalf? I understand he's old, he's younger, and all that, but it just seems like a, a drastic change in their draft philosophy if if that's what they were doing.
0: Yeah, like all of a sudden you have to give DK Metcalf more than you're going to give Tyreek Hill. But yeah, yeah it agreed. Um, the Jets are at Cleveland,
1: you know, TBD, like that. And again, and so that's that's again, this is where I was talking about that maybe comes into play. If, if all of a sudden you're playing them in weeks one through six, that looks a little bit different when you're playing Jacoby Brissett. But anything beyond that, again, assuming that Deshaun Watson gets some sort of like six game suspension or something along those lines. Yeah,
0: I think that's six. Is,
1: I think I think I think six. The way to
0: operate is assuming that he's going to be gone for six games.
1: Yeah, like in not. And
0: we don't know what the NFL will do. They could do anything, but just you know, from a trying to plan out. And so I guess you would. I think you would. So the, so the Jets have two first round picks, which means they're going to add two impact guys at four and ten. I would bet that this ticks up to six potentially. And then what I would do if I was betting the Jets on Caesars, hope I would hope that it goes up half a game after the draft. And then I would wait and bet it on the night the schedule is, although maybe they'll take these down. I mean, we'll have to see how that, but like, I would want to know where that Cleveland game is on the schedule. Like, if yeah. they open with the Browns, you feel like there's no chance that Sean Watson's playing. Although the NFL has said this investigation could go through the start of the 2022 season, which you know is it's kind of
1: crazy to think right it could be following it could follow a Tom Brady deflate gate type of route where he was suspended the following year he played a whole season while this whole right. thing was going on and then he served that suspension so yeah th- it could be a moot point with everything with Deshaun Watson in terms of these win totals and when you're seeing him in the schedule and all that there is precedent for that for sure but it is something that you at least should kind of keep somewhat of an eye on there but yes i i totally agree with you i think that you let things kind of play out with new york for the NFL draft and you kind of see where things go, but ultimately you're playing the bills twice. You're playing an improved dolphins team twice. You're playing, you're a, playing Patriots a, a Patriots game. team that
0: hate the belt. Like Belichick, this- not, he might not win 12 games, but he's going to beat the, I almost said S beat the crap out of the, the the jets twice each year.
1: There's just a lot of venom there from new England side. So yeah, absolutely. It's just going to be a tough division to go through. And then you have just a gauntlet on the road in terms of who you're playing there as well. So, and yes, you do have three easy games that I could see you winning at home. Uh, it what was, it? it was the, the, um, let me see. It was Jaguars at home. Jaguars, bears, and lions. You'll be in those games. Like that makes, yes, you. I could see you getting three wins there. But ultimately, beyond that, it's going to be a surprise here and there.
0: And, and even I don't think that the Bears and Lions are free wins either. Like, no, no, you know, like the the Bears. I mean, the Bears, the Jets probably have a better roster at this point. than the Bears.
1: I mean, I like what they've done so far this offseason. It's it, this isn't a, you know, let's dump all over the New York Jets, you know, type of podcast. But it, you know, I like what they've done so far, but they're a rebuilding team. They, they're a second year quarterback, second year head coach. They're doing the right things, but it's not necessarily their time yet, so to speak.
0: Uh, Someone in the chat pointed out that Watson has already um, sat out for a year, and that is true technically, but he didn't actually sit out for a year. He was active and he was getting paid, and the Texans just simply didn't play him. So I don't think that the NFL will consider that um, quote-unquote Time served, which right. I mean, so the
1: Texans, there. he could have theoretically played all last season. He could have been their like, All
0: 17 games. Yeah. He mean, like played. He was, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. I will, what was I going to? Oh, yeah. I will, uh, my next one. And I know this, this is like sort of, I, it probably looks like it's a, a, like it looks like I'm being a, a donkey by playing, uh, by picking these high win totals and going over. But I think that what's happened is the, odds makers have overadjusted to some large off-season wide receiver trades and or free agency action and the chiefs are currently are they 11 and a half they are 10 and a half Their over under is 10 and a half minus 130 to the over you're telling me that Andy Reid – is getting sub-11 wins on his total in a 17-game season with Patrick Mahomes just because, like, Russell Wilson and Khalil Mack got traded in the division? Come on, man. Like, what? what, And, like, Devontae Adams? Like, I get it. Impact guys. Russ makes a huge difference for the Broncos. You can see it. They're at a 10 or 10 and a half right now. Um, Devontae Adams makes a huge impact for the Raiders. And I I think Khalil Mack trade is kind of overrated, to be perfectly honest. The idea that the Chiefs are somehow going to not be good is just outrageous. Here are their non-division games at Arizona. We'll see what Kyler what's happening with Kyler at Houston. That's a freebie. At Indy is actually a lot tougher now with the Matt Ryan trade. Jacksonville at home, Tennessee at home, L.A. at home, Seattle at home, at San Fran, at Cincy, Bills at home at Tampa Bay. Are there some hard games on there? Yes, of course there are. Could the Chiefs be a 10 and team? I, I don't
1: think so. Or 10-7 team. 10 and, and do you seven. think the Chiefs go 10-7? and
0: seven? Come yeah. on. What are we talking about here?
1: No, I mean, I think that there is the momentum off of a sluggish start to begin last season. The Tyreek Hill trade, I do, you know, moving on from Tyron Matthew, I think it's just one of those symbolic things. I think people feel like they are resetting a little bit. And that's probably why this number is a little bit lower than you might think because people are, they might be dragging it down a little bit or maybe, you know, I, that's probably how I see the sports books and people kind of betting the under on that is that they might be going through something of a transition year as they kind of figure out their new identity and then they come back and, and kind of whatever their new iteration is going to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, this, this number will not close at ten and a half. No people, people will come to the obvious conclusion that, the chiefs are still good <laughs> and this, this number will be 11 or 11 and a half, I think.
1: And, and of course you know, the schedule, the schedule definitely matters. when we talk But about again, this. you know, it is, it is a tougher division now. I, you know, it's not like it was, it's not like they're the the prime Patriots in the, in the AFC East all those years. It's a much tougher, you got Russell Wilson in there. Now you, ha- you do have a more lethal Raiders team with Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels there now, a competent head coach, leading that organization. And obviously you don't know how high Justin Herbert's going to ascend either as he continues to develop in year three. So it's not a cakewalk of a division. We just view them as the best team in it right now, right?
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a very difficult division. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the Chiefs are plus money to win the division. Like, they win the division. and go. Over, Andy Reid is going over his win total every single season except for last year when he was under by a half a game. It's it's a tough division, but there, you can easily find flaws in the other teams. I'm absolutely buying low on the Kansas City Chiefs, and ten and a half is it, it's just a one thirty. It's I don't know. I like I think they'll move it up. Um, instead of just jacking up the, ju- cranking up the juice is probably a better way to say that. Um, the uh instead of boosting the juice to like one ninety or something like that, I, I think they'll probably just move it up to eleven. And maybe could see 11 and a half. So I, I like that, especially at this point of the offseason. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, more win totals. And we're back. I learned that trick from Rick Gaiman, who I watched on the First Cut podcast. You should be subscribing to the First Cut podcast. It is great content. This week is the week to be you know to be listening to the First Cut podcast. Um, I watched the DFS preview, and I you know Rick is a excellent podcast host. Um, and you could you could tell it pained him to do a fake imaginary break in the middle of a YouTube show that you do for audio purposes. Just like it's it's just it just feels a little weird. Anywho, why don't you uh, give us your next win total, Sally?
1: Well, well, I know this is one that you and me both love. The oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, oh,
0: this is a uh, this is a consensus uh, lock hammer hammer smasher or something like that.
1: Carolina Panthers under six. Makes all the sense in the world. I mean, you're playing the NFC West. You're playing the NFC North. You're playing the Broncos. Like I was saying with the New York Jets, you were a last place finisher last year. So you think you're going to get another last place team. You are, but it's the Russell Wilson Broncos, not the Drew Locke Broncos. So, or, so right. it, it is a totally different type of opponent. What attacker it's crazy. It, it's just, again, it's just one of those tough breaks for those teams that finish last and you get, and you got to face those teams. So for me, I, the quarterback situation is still not, at all figured out they're probably like i think you've you've predicted this too they're going to panic at the draft and probably bring in yes some quarterback or or, i'm
0: I'm, i am driving the panthers are going to poop their pants and panic at at number six overall uh bandwagon i saw josh norris point out that they'll go offensive line over quarterback i still think they're going to panic and by the way they play the entire afc north this year too
1: and and yes and it's just it's not going that is just a again an extremely tough schedule for a team that We have no idea what the quarterback situation is going to be like, and not only that, it's one of those teams too where they could be in a little bit of disarray. Wasn't there rumors? I think if we do these hot seat hot seat rankings, Matt Rule is going to be up there in terms of you know possibly getting. He's the hottest seat on the right. Is he? Is he not the hottest?
0: Yes. He will he will one hundred percent be the favorite to be the first coach fired whenever those odds
1: are released. And whenever you have that type of thing looming over a franchise, it almost seems like a re- a, a, a when rather than an if in those situations. And, I, and-
0: Sully, we're already getting rumors that there is um, uh, conflicting preferences on what to do with number six between the front office and the coaching staff. Like those are coming out for a re like th- those aren't those aren't. You know that's that's not something that gets leaked out when things are going well with a franchise. This is a a frustrated franchise that got turned down by Carson Wentz. They tried to trade for Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz said, "No, I will not waive my no trade clause to leave the place where they're trying to throw me out to go to Carolina." Like that—that's how bad that situation is. Which is, he's like, "I need. I would rather go to Washington than Carolina." Like that's how bad things have gotten.
1: It's just it's a it's a bad situation. I think six is just unbelievably high for a team that could very well conceivably have the number one overall pick next year. With it, to me, it just seems extremely low. Not only from a quarterback standpoint, but like we were saying earlier, NFC West. I know the Seahawks got worse, obviously losing Russell Wilson, but you're still playing him with the Broncos. And the the AFC North, the Bengals, the Ravens are going to be better. The Steelers, I think, are going to be even better. You know, again. And I think that they're going to be decent with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know if they're going to, you know, seriously contend, but they will be a tough out. I think with a competent quarterback, and then the um, who else? Oh, and the Cleveland Browns. That's another one where you have to factor in the Deshaun Watson part of it too. But I think that Jacoby Brissett could still beat this team, no problem, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're if you're looking at you like their games that they need to win. Excuse me. Are. One each against Atlanta and New Orleans. Like, if we're building the path to... There's a path. We're building the path to, to getting over six or to, to getting two six. Uh, one each against the Falcons and Saints. I think you got to beat the Browns with no Deshaun in Charlotte. I think you have to beat the Lions in Charlotte. So, that's four. And then, like, at Giants... St- Steelers and one of Cardinals or 49ers at home which I just, I is don't see. It. a lot for a You're- team that won five games last year with two of their after starting three and0 oh, which is horrifically embarrassing um with two of those wins in the first three weeks against the Jets and the Texans uh, and one very bizarre week two blowout of, of the Saints uh, Matt rule also went five and 11 in his first year one win over the Falcons, a late win over Washington. I mean, it's just this team, like, it's just just really hard to imagine this team winning seven games.
1: And and if you're telling me, too, that they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, not only is this a quarterback class that isn't as highly touted as the years that we've seen in the past, but also do we even trust Matt Rule to get this guy ready to go, or is he even going to be the guy ready to go? Are we going to see a scenario where Sam Darnold starts the first, like, three games and then they move on after they start losing you know you get they always bungle these first round quarterbacks sometimes it's very rare that you see them you know having a smooth sailing to begin to begin the year there as well so to me it's just a bad situation no matter how you look at it schedule quarterback roster head coach it feels like a team that could very easily free fall into the number one overall pick next year and so when you were looking at possibly winning seven games i I just don't see it
0: oh my god like That's the, see, that's the thing. If the Panthers were smart at all and they're not, they would say, okay, look, and and look, I don't think, I think Tepper has buyer's remorse on Matt rule. Panthers fans hate Matt rule. Like I haven't met a Panthers fan who's high on Matt rule at all. Um, But if, if they were competent and they were trying, actually being patient and actually building, um, you know, a, like actually doing this rebuild the way that they should have not, not accelerating it because of all these quarterbacks that became available, they would draft a left tackle at six, and just play Sam Darnold for seventeen games and submarine this season.
1: I mean, and you're it, paying him, you're him eighteen million dollars, anyways.
0: Yeah, like you're. He, you're not. He, no one's trading for him. Obviously, you're on the hook for. It's really more like nineteen. But yeah, I mean, like it's a ton of money. Submarine this season, and then get the number one pick next year and draft a quarterback. Like it's not. If you draft a left tackle and play Sam Darnold. You are going to you are going to win three games, like four games, at the most. Yeah. So just dive bomb, you know, into the crevasse, as uh, Boston's Jack Danigee said, into the crevasse. <laughs> she didn't really have an accident on Thirty Rock. Anywho, um, yeah, that's a consensus Alaskan lead pipe lock for me and Sully on the Panthers. Under it actually opened at seven, which is just ridiculous. Um, I will take as my next one. Here we have two each left. I will take the. Ravens over. This is largely a injury regression play because the total is nine and a half, I believe. Let me double check that the number hasn't moved yet. Nine and a half, uh, just normal, normal juice minus one ten. The Ravens have is their you know not an, an easy. Oh, they get to play the entire NFC South, which should be three wins for this Baltimore team against the Saints. That's in New Orleans, but the Panthers and the Falcons are coming to Baltimore. I mean, that's like absolute worst case. they go two and two against the, the NFC South. I mean, that division is not very good. Um, they get the Jets in uh, in New York. I think that one's a win. They can Surely they can go and beat the Patriots in, in New England. I mean, it's not a freebie, but I think they can do it. At Tampa is not exactly great, and they do have to host Denver, but they get the Jaguars as well and the Giants. So you get Jets, Jaguars, and Giants on your schedule, plus the NFC South, and you're telling me, Like after all those injuries with Lamar Jackson, with John Harbaugh, with a a good offensive line, although Ronnie Stanley has some concerns, and with plenty of weapons and a decent defense, you're not going to get to 10 wins in a 17-game season? Like this is a – this is – I think, again, this is probably mispriced based on the fact that the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson, who the Ravens could get once or twice without next year, and because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl but the bengals are kind of due to take a little bit of a step back it's mean, just natural regression the steelers don't have a quarterback anymore and the, we don't know what's going to
1: happen with the browns like this is the ravens might cruise over this by midseason and like you said with with the cincinnati bengals historically that team that wins loses the super bowl always kind of stumbles that following year they it just it's a natural type of regression like you said it's just they're, not that they're not going to be good, but there just seems to sometimes be that step back from these teams that lose that Super Bowl. And I'm with you too. I love the Ravens this year. I think that they are, you know, again, you get nine and a half wins. I don't know if you can necessarily call them a like a sleeper or anything along those lines. I, th- I
0: think people are. I think people are not high. Like people are not talking about the Ravens as a like they're they're a mid tier sleeper.
1: Like what? Would it, it would, like I don't think it would surprise me at all if they won that division. To be perfectly honest with you. I mean they are getting back their almost entire secondary after losing humphrey and peters both of their two corners uh who did they just get the safety in uh from new orleans in uh in free agency uh marcus Um, williams marcus williams i mean that they're retooling their secondary they're getting all of their you know basically their whole stable of running backs a team that runs the football a tremendous amount and jk dobbins gus edwards you have lamar jackson coming back to me This is a team that was
0: for a contract playing for a big contract, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: This is a team that wants to, or it has the, all the talent in the world to be a legit contender. The only reason they weren't really in that position last year was because of these injuries. So not only are you getting those guys back, you've retooled in certain areas, you still have the NFL draft to add those other things around. I, I know the GM earlier was uh, this week was saying that he wants to add more depth to that secondary. But ultimately, this is a roster that is ready to go. I mean, yeah. I think that they could easily contend in the division if be, not win it. I think they should be the favorite to win the division, frankly. Yeah.
0: I'll be betting them to win that. Uh, look, just really quickly, look like here's the here's the opponents. I'm just going to, I'm going to give them three home wins in the division. Just and three, you can give three law. However, just split the division, right? You go three and three in the division. So Bengals, Browns, Steelers at home. I'm not even going to worry about playing the bills at home. Cause that's a tough game. Dolphins, Falcons, Panthers at home. I'm going to give them those three wins. That yep. feels fair and easy. And that's six right there. Sully. Uh, I'm not even going to touch. A, uh, and then they have three road games against the jets, Jaguars, and giants. Like that's nine wins right there. Yep. And it like it would it, it would be really surprising if they don't get it. So all you have to do is win one off Bills at home, um, at Patriots, at Saints, at Buccaneers, Broncos at home.
1: They're if, probably beating the Patriots. I mean, you know, again, you yeah, know, Mac, like, probably you know beating the Saints on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. I mean, the Patriots were a bad home team last year. You know, again, I, I saw it up close and personal. They were not. They were not great at at Gillette Stadium last year. The Ravens can certainly go in there and win that football game. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying. You look at the schedule. You think about what Lamar is playing for. You talk about regression, positive injury regression. This this to me, I might like this one better than any um, uh, any any of the, any of the other bets that I've actually put in. All right, what's your next one? Uh,
1: for me, Debo's going to like this one over nine wins for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're talking about again an unbelievably easy schedule. Sharp football, third easiest schedule in the nfl next year you're obviously playing the nfc east you're in the playing the nfc north and your afc south opponents as well i mean that is a pretty nice one and that green bay game that you're getting is at home so at least you you know you're not going to lambo so you know that's that's sure. a feather in your cap that you could put in when you have green bay on the schedule at least it's in your building but everything else you should be able to contend with you should be able to beat the lions and the bears you should be in that with the with the minnesota vikings you should be able to beat everybody minus the Buccaneers. I mean, uh, sorry, not the Buccaneers. Everybody minus maybe the Colts and the Titans in the AFC South. But I still would put you firmly in the discussion for those games. And so for me, that one, you could really chalk it up and say, all right, that that's this is a team that is, has plenty of draft capital, is going to bring in some high talent. They're really banking on Jalen Hurts in year two or three, whatever it is now for him i like the philadelphia eagles here i think that again they're in an easy division the opponents all that i, I could see them going over this win total
0: i'm just gonna let devo do the talking
2: now i can't argue with that i mean i i think the eagles number last year their, their total wins might have been a little inflated because of the schedule but then when you have a similar type schedule to your following you can't really knock them for that so i think it makes sense the eagles i mean nine and eight last year and we're clenched the playoff spot by week 18 and, and rested people and, and played Gardner Minshew in, in week 18. That's kind of the, the stage that they were at. So it could have been 10 wins last year. So I'm, I'm on board with it. Um. Yeah. It, it, if we're able to draft two impact players at, you know, this time a couple days ago could have been three impact players, but I feel confident with with the schedule, with the vision playing Carson Wentz twice a year, playing, the oh, ho,
0: ho. Up high, down hard.
2: I maintain that one game Carson's going to throw four touchdowns and 350 yards against the Eagles, and then the other one he's going to throw four picks and two pick sixes. <laughs> I think that's how the breakdown's going to go.
0: He's it, it, he'll the four picks will come in Philly because he's got to walk by the wind statue, right? The uh, statue. full statue, full statue, excuse me. Um, that's what he said to himself for years. It's a win statue, yeah. I mean, I think Jalen Rager. I know people rip him. I actually think he's gonna, maybe could take a step forward. I mean, like it, it's sort of the Tua Justin Herbert factor with Justin Jefferson for for Rager, whereas like like he could take a step forward in his third year. You know that wouldn't be crazy. Devontae Smith should have a improved season. You know we're talking about more reps with with um, you know with with Hertz. You still have got it there. I think Miles Sanders is shifted to being underrated people people don't like him but that offense looks like it should be good added reddick you know a lot of pieces a lot of things to like about this team you know you you play you get the bears on the road chicago looks terrible you get houston on the road you get packers at home which we talked about but you also get the jaguars Saints, steelers and titans which feel like very and the viking yeah the vikings i say vikings and like the Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Steelers, and Saints. I mean, I think on, like, maybe you're like, oh, Steelers at home. Like, that's a tough draw. I don't know that it is. Like, I feel like those five games are very, like, at, at, at the most, toss-ups. Yeah. and like, v- Definitely winnable for the Eagles. So, if you get, let's say you go three and two in those, or even four and one, um, I I think the Eagles will come away with a positive record in the division because i don't think washington's very good the giants all, have improved but i'm not sure enough and i think they could split with the cowboys potentially you know get get at chicago and at houston and you're, you're pretty close to that nine yeah right? you're knocking on the door yeah absolutely um okay i like that one hmm. yeah i've of kind of like the eagles this year sure. my final one that's your last one do you have one more
1: you know what? i got we- one more if you want it
0: No, no yeah i've I'll, 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 I'll got the uh Unless this is moved, I mentioned the Eagles are playing the Chicago Bears and I will take the Bears under as well. Uh, actually, I think it's down from seven to six and a half with the over juice to minus one thirty five um I mean obviously you'd rather have seven than six and a half but six and a half plus money is kind of nice uh when I especially when I think that this number ends up closing closer to uh closer to six the Bears are very clearly. I mean, like, I don't think they can be signaling this anymore. I don't know why Ryan Wilson and, and John Breach didn't agree with me. Like, I feel like they're saying, "Hey, we're rebuilding." When you trade Khalil Mack and let Akeem Hicks walk, and all of a sudden the best player on your defense, yeah, like, all right, look, let's take this roster. If somebody wants to, if somebody in the chat has thinks we should add somebody to this, by all means, go for it. But I think you look at this roster and you say, "All right, what building blocks do we have?" So, like, I'm not counting Robert Quinn as a building block. Like, he's, you know, he's a good player, but he's, I mean, he was drafted in 2012. Like, he's he's an older veteran. Um, Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson. I I mean, I'll accept Eddie Jackson, even though he had a down season last year. So, that's three on defense. And then on offense, it's Justin Fields. And if you really want to force things, Cole Komet and David Montgomery. Like, those are the, like, this is not a good roster at all. I mean, Justin Fields, like, Tevin Jenkins might be their starting left tackle. And maybe he's ready after missing some time his rookie season. i I just have a hard time believing it. The wide receivers are Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, and Equinomia St. Brown. Like, ok. Have fun fields. This is just a bad team. i don't I don't i think I don't think it's a seven win team.
1: no, I, I think you're right in the, the sense that it's a rebuilding team. Second year quarterback, first year head coach. They're just trying to figure out what they can, what, what they are. I mean, they're trying to figure out a foundation of what they have, a culture of what they have. It's it's, it's a totally different type of team that they've seen a year ago. Again, this is why I think maybe some of these teams have higher win totals just because Chicago could be like I was saying with, um, with the jet, with uh, the Panthers, they could be in the running for the first overall pick next year, just because of that, with the way that roster is constructed. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, they get the, so out of division games, Washington at home, um philadelphia at home buffalo at home <laughs> miami at home at dallas at the patriots at the giants at the jets at the falcons texans and niners at home i'm using fb schedules because i find the the uh they use the helmets
1: which makes it just
0: there you go makes it work in my brain um FB fbschedules.com it's actually a great
1: website uh they have that's the best oh. place to go yeah, Falcons. The sure. They could probably, you know, that that's a game where you could beat Falcons, Texans,
0: and Giants. They can definitely yeah. win. I mean, that's yeah. but like if those are your four, you've got to beat the Lions once, which is I mean, totally possible. So we're talking like all right, so all right, let's all right. Washington at home is is all right. That's a winnable game. we gonna give them that. I don't okay. think they're beating Philly at home, but I mean, I suppose it could be a winnable game. Miami potentially. I'm gonna say Miami and Washington at home. That's two. I'm going to give him one game against the Lions. That's three, so that means to get over that, they would have to win Houston at home. That's what four. Yep, at Atlanta, at Jets, at Giants. So you have to win every single one of those games to get to seven.
1: They're not a talented enough team to do that, right? Like you're asking the, way too much.
0: Like the Giants are a better. The Giants have a better. I, I don't know. if Daniel Jones is it? I mean, like I don't. I, you know, I think the evidence is mounting against him. But you know, I mean, the Giants have a much better roster right now, I think, than the Bears do. Yeah, but the Bears yeah. are rebooting, and that's okay. Um, they don't have a first round pick, by the way. And they kind right. of up going to like
1: London to play the Packers.
0: Uh, so the Bears, that's the Bears <laughs> under is my last one. What uh, what's your what's your final
1: win total? Uh, Colts over nine and a half for me. I've been on this podcast critical about the move for for Matt Ryan, but that is more macro view. That is more, I'd rather you just find a building block guy that you can have for the foreseeable future as opposed to another veteran that you're bringing in. That said, this veteran that they brought in is someone that can win games for them no doubt it's a clear improvement over carson wentz it's a clear improvement from any quarterback that they've had basically for the last few years here even with with philip rivers sorry to to take one for your boy there will but it's not
0: an it's not an improvement of philip rivers and you're fired um uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um i think i think it's i think it's pretty close to rivers and like look rivers was really good he got into the playoffs like yeah. they would sign on the, they would sign in blood, in in blue colt blood, right now to guarantee that they finish with the same record that they did with Rivers as they will with Matt Ryan.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's a fair point. And again, you're looking at the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL, NFC East, AFC. Uh, I believe it's the AFC West that they're facing. So again, that's you know no 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 easy task there. But you have the Texans twice, you have the Jaguars twice. I'm calling that four wins right there. Yep. I mean, you're playing
0: well. Uh, probably safe to call it 3 wins given the Jaguars <laughs> I mean,
1: well you never know they just haven't won in they haven't
0: won in Jacksonville since like 2014
1: yeah i know i agree i think it should be should, um, i'm going to say i'm going to say 4 wins I, I feel like maybe they could turn the tides there 4 wins there and then you go on the you know how, home, how this i think i think
0: i think 4 division wins so you split with the titans sure and then yes, so you sure. have 4 division wins worst four,
1: case. 4 division wins then you have the vikings on the road the giants the uh where is it um the Patriots, I believe, that they'll be able to beat in Foxborough. Denver in the Raiders, you probably, in Dallas, you have some struggles with. Those are the road, t- road games that I think that might be issues for them. But also, other than that, I think that they could beat the Patriots. I think they could beat the Giants and the Vikings on the road fairly easily. And now you're talking about, what is that, seven-ish wins? And you still have some home games there against Philadelphia, Washington. You know, if you get if Pittsburgh, you could, you could talk yourself into a few of those wins there. I mean, you're not going to probably beat... Kansas City and Los Angeles Chargers, but you'd be in those games, or you'd be in that game with I, Los Angeles. I maybe think,
0: I don't think that they are definitely an underdog to the Chargers at home. Yeah, I think I think that might be a pick 'em, or maybe even Colts sure. favored by one or two, depending on when it is and and how and how like Matt Ryan and the the Colts' offense has looked. Uh, the Chiefs are probably favored going in there, yeah. Um, yeah. especially if it's early in the season. But like, what's crazy is this team—they're playing the AFC West and their win total is still nine and a half. Like, I think Vegas, that is a pretty respectful sign from Vegas about this team and about where they stand by adding a quarterback like Matt Ryan, who, I mean, I really think we'd, you know, we look at these quarterbacks that have switched teams. I mean, like, aside from Carson Wentz, has anybody had a really bad season in the first year? I mean, there's a lot of motive. Like, when you get in, you know, when you go to a new job, this is the same for anybody. Like when you go to a new job, you are there's an excitement, you know, about change and about doing something different and what and, you know and like. You, you know, you can't be like, "Hey, what's up, Sally? Great to see you again on this Wednesday for the thirtieth week." And you know, th- you know, you know but, like, not, but you know, not only that, change, Will, you know? that, I am excited about writing that story. Like, yeah, I'd love to give you ten thousand words on the
1: the Eagles Saints trade. But not only is it an excitement about a new opportunity. You got to remember how he left Atlanta. It was, we are trying to replace you with Deshaun Watson. Is it motivation? There is clear motivation there to say, okay, I'm still that guy. I'm still that type of player, that type of quarterback that can play in this league and be that, that franchise guy. And so you not only get the excitement of going to a new place, a new challenge, but your old destination, you want to almost prove them wrong as well.
0: Yeah. um, uh Oh, like, Rivers, I mean, again, like, Rivers is a good example, too. Like, he switched teams and was clearly motivated to have a uh, efficient and productive season in Indianapolis, and he did. Tom Brady switched teams and won the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford switched teams and won the Super Bowl. I know those are really good teams they went to, but the Colts have a really good roster. Matt Ryan is going to be, and, like, somebody was like, are you going to be able to learn the offensive time? He's like, dude, I've had, like, 12 coaches in Atlanta, okay? And, like, 15 offensive coordinators. It's not going to be a problem. Uh, he's going to be, I think, I really think the Colts are going to be a, and it's like in the AFC, everybody's like, oh, you know, I don't know if, you know, the AFC is so tough. How can they win? It's like, well, they get the AFC South and that division yeah. is not very good. And the Titans, the Titans are extremely reliable. And I don't think will fall apart by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know,
1: the but culture- it's, not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that like this could be the year that Tennessee takes that step back. They've kind of plateaued over recent years, I would say. Yeah. And the worm is I don't know if it's fully turned. It hasn't fully turned. But it's starting to turn on on Tannehill a little bit. I feel. Yeah. I feel like people are starting <laughs> it's like to be like, "I've already like." And so that you know, right. things could break in twenty twenty two with them. That's that's one more thing you know, and that that leaves the door extremely wide open it's for Indianapolis. 30/3. 30/30 30/30 this season, sorry. Okay. Well, yeah. either way.
0: Yeah, but he's he's in his mid thirties. Yeah. I mean, you know, his like he he's an efficient quarterback. You know, but they're yeah, it does feel like they sort of they're a little smoke and mirrorsy. And credit to Mike Vrabel. I think he's a really good coach who gets the most like the most out of the situation. Um, somebody points out in the chat too that the sports books probably haven't accounted for the 17-game season. I think that's 100 percent correct. Like they don't like the Chiefs sh- like the Chiefs should be 11 and a half because of the 17-game season. Like you're getting an extra shot at a win.
1: Yeah.
0: An extra game to win. Like if the loss doesn't, you know. It, so I, I I agree with that. I think even if it's it's hard to shade it though, because you can't just give it one more you know one more win or you know one more game it's, and you don't really want to get the half game it's 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 difficult so it's almost i, I do think they're having a, a a hard time adjusting to it and that's why especially right now maybe there's some value on these teams before that schedule comes out i i would um i think i like all We we have three overs two unders each i think i like all 10 of them
1: yeah all nine of them i guess I think our locks, though, are Panthers and then Ravens. Maybe? Ravens for me. Yeah. I think I really yeah. took
0: myself into the Ravens. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think that Colts over is a, a really good spot, too. Yeah. Like that's a With that division and just with their talent level, I think that's a good spot to go over. All right. That'll do it for the podcast. Broke down a bunch of win totals. Go get your bets in. Do it at Caesars use uh, i don't know if we have a promo code but go to caesars and do it i mean and in full disclosure you should always shop around to try and find the best number like i don't even think the, the caesar himself would be offended by telling you to go get a better number somewhere else uh but that's it for the show Sully. thanks as always buddy for uh for everybody who listened and watched hit the like buttons hit subscribe for sully i'm Britson we will see you guys later